Israel, Adesanya versus Yoel Romero. Fight prediction. Dun, dun, dun. Hey guys, Fight Junkie here. As usual, before we jump into this next episode, I want to remind you guys, you can hit me up on Twitter at FightJunkie.com. Listen to me on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, basically anywhere you can find a podcast, I'll be there. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash FightJunkie2006. Israel Adesanya, 18-0. Of his 18 wins, 14 by KO, TKO, 4 by decision. Yoel Romero, 13 wins, 4 losses. Of his 13 wins, 11 are by KO, TKO, 2 by decision. His 4 losses, 1 by KO, TKO, 3 by decision. Currently, you have Adesanya, the champ, as a minus 280 favorite. Romero comes back at plus 240. Those are straight lines. We'll go, won't go, five full rounds. Won't go, minus 160. We'll go, plus 130. Fight is a draw, 75 to 1. Adesanya wins by decision, plus 165. Romero wins by decision, plus 1050. Adesanya wins inside, plus 125. Romero wins inside, plus 285. Now, a lot of people don't think that Romero should be getting the title shot. I guess that's neither here nor there. He is getting it. There's a lot of trash talk back and forth. I think stylistically it presents a good matchup because Romero has the wrestling ability, even if he doesn't use it a lot, it's there. And obviously everybody knows that Adesanya is the striker in the matchup, even though Romero brings power and he has improved his striking overall, especially since he started his MMA career. Adesanya is an elite level striker. So even though Romero presents a bit of a problem with a striking power, the fact of the matter, if you're talking about pure striking ability overall from top to bottom, I don't think there's a comparison. I think Adesanya, especially when you're talking about MMA, is head and shoulders above probably everybody he's going to face. The way you beat Adesanya is you catch him slipping because he gets cocky in there. And he likes to pull back with his chin up and his hands down. Because he has his way with everybody, you get overconfident a lot. And they develop this style of hands down and just a reflex-based style of fighting. And you saw that with like Anderson Silva. As these guys get older and they take more damage, then those things don't work as well. But for now, it's working for Adesanya. And he has such a huge advantage in the striking ability over his opponents that he can really make them look silly now. We got to get out of the way because I know most people are going to point to the Gostelum fight and say Romero can duplicate that. Well, they said the the same thing about Whitaker and they didn't take into account that Kevin Gastelum took an insane amount of abuse. And I said this in my pre-fight podcast in that fight when I picked out Asanya. They were assuming that Robert Whitaker could just automatically absorb the same type of punishment that Kelvin did. And guess what? They were wrong. He couldn't take it. You saw what happened. Now, Romero has a history of being able to go. That's the thing about him. He's a tough nut to crack. We all know that. But he has been cracked before. People forget. And the other thing that I think really, really is at a disadvantage for Romero in this fight is his punch output. He likes to fight and burst. 
He will come at you and throw massive amount of power, but it's a burst. It's a combination. And then he goes right back and he goes into rest mode. The reason why is because even though he looks like an Adonis, the fact of the matter is he's in his 40s and he's had cardio issues in the past. Everybody knows the infamous stool issue with Yoel Romero. He has cardio issues. So he's developed a style and with his punching power, it works that he's able to explode and rest explode and rest and more often than not it works for him and he comes out ahead the problem is if Adesanya fights the way that he can with that length and that reach and that distance Romero's going to have a very very difficult time a reaching Adesanya and b resting because Adesanya should put himself in a position where he's able to hit Romero and not be hit by Romero so when Romero is quote unquote resting with his hands up and playing defense and walking forward but really not doing a lot as far as offense goes Adesanya can be touching him touching him touching him this is going to have an effect on Romero as the rounds wear on because he's not going to be able to rest completely 100% like he likes to do his threat of his punching power and the impression that he's putting on this massive amount of pressure keeps a lot of his opponents tentative With Adesanya and his pure ability in the striking, I mean, I'm talking every limb possible, he should be able to touch Romero, have enough confidence, remember he's arrogant, to touch Romero when he knows that Romero is playing possum. He's just playing a game. He's just putting on a mask. He's trying to make it seem like he's doing more than what he is so he can rest because there's no comparison when it comes to the gas tank between Romero and Adesanya. Adesanya has a huge advantage in that in that particular area, and I don't think anybody, even Romero backers, would dispute that Adesanya can go harder than Romero can just point blank you know, mano y mano, let's see who falls down first. Then Romero with his cardio issues is going to hit the wall before Adesanya. Now, obviously, Adesanya has to be careful. I mentioned that he pulls straight back. If you pull straight back in one of those Romero bursts, he could take your chin out and put your lights out. In my opinion, not only for this fight, but going forward with Adesanya fights, you're probably going to have to catch him slipping. You're going to have to capitalize on that flaw of him thinking that his natural reflexes are always going to get him out of danger and he's going to pull straight back one of these times and somebody's going to land a haymaker that knocks him straight out cold. You already saw that in the kickboxing match. The flaw is there. Taking advantage of the flaw is another issue and I'm not sure that Romero can do it. Now we have to bring up the wrestling. He doesn't really wrestle a lot and Adesanya has really good takedown defense so I'm not sure that's going to be a major factor and you probably shouldn't hang your hat on the fact that Romero's going to wrestle because if you look throughout his recent fights he's not really doing that and to say all of a sudden he's going to do that and be effective at that and have the cardio to do that over the course of a five round championship fight is on a whole different level that we haven't seen from him especially recently so even though the threat is there when you look at Adesanya it's not like he has terrible takedown defense and when you look at Romero you know what he likes to do when he gets on top of a guy it's not like he's dominating positionally and submitting these guys You you know how he likes to hang on them and wear them down. It's the same thing in the clinch. 
I think Adesanya could have success in the clinch because he's a very, very, very good striker. And he's got those elbows and those knees. But that's not a position that you necessarily want to be with Romero, even if you're having success, because he's a very powerful guy. And not only allows him to rest, but it allows him to wear on his opponent. Obviously, he's more muscular than Adesanya. They have totally different builds. I think in a clinch position, even if Adesanya is having success, you don't want that weight, that 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 physicality that Romero brings on a fighter, a lean, long, uh, tall fighter like Adesanya, when he can just stay on the outside and pick him apart, in my opinion, because Romero, A, he has the cardio issues we talk about, he's going to be at a height and reach disadvantage, and he doesn't just come forward and throw a massive amount of punches. He'll throw and he'll rest. He'll throw and he'll rest. And against a guy like Adesanya, who has all these striking tools, the better cardio and the height and the reach, that could be a huge disadvantage for Romero. Now, that's not to say that I don't think Romero has a chance. Again, I already pointed out the major major flaw with Adesanya and we only know we already know it only takes one punch from Romero he can put you out so there is a puncher's chance in my opinion that Romero could catch him slipping and knock him out I think you see that with the lines of Romero wins inside at plus 285 versus Romero wins by decision at plus 1050 I don't think Romero has the punch output or the cardio to beat Adesanya on points I think if he's going to win it's going to have to come inside the distance as far as Adesanya goes, right now he's minus 280. He opened at minus 185. I think on paper you can tell why the betters are going with Adesanya. I think he has advantages in most of the areas. Again, I think it's going to take some type of slip up, something not being right for Adesanya to lose this fight. And speaking of not being right, he has a staph infection. This is a huge, huge issue that is being downplayed because Adesanya thinks it's not a big deal said he's had him before had malaria eight times it's not taking antibiotics I don't know if that's true or not but apparently he seems to think it's a non-issue but we've seen time and time and time and time again that fighters with staph infections do not fight the way they normally fight this is a brutal thing that zaps your energy and beats your system to hell. Whether he's on the antibiotics or not, I don't know what's going on there. But the fact of the matter is this could be a game changer. You want to be 100% in any fight, but especially when you're fighting against a guy like Romero who brings that one-shot power that can take your lights out. I mean, boom, lights out, over. If Adesanya, for some reason, whether staff infection or whatever's going on there isn't able to fight like he normally does, keep that distance, keep that output up, put Romero on the defensive. If he allows Romero to close that distance and get into the positions and the distance in the area that he wants to be, Adesanya could be in trouble. He needs to be tip-top shape here, all cylinders firing to beat Yoel Romero. On paper, in my opinion, he has a huge advantage here. But that's before you're talking about a freaking staph infection. First of all, it better be cleared up. I don't even know how the commissions would allow him to fight. But we've seen this before where guys go in with active staph infections. Somehow the commission lets them fight, which is absurd to me. And then they look like total and utter rubbish when they get in the octagon. Listen, Adesanya may think he's superhuman. But history has showed us that even the best fighters, you get this type of issue going on and it can affect your performance 100%. So I think this is the big wild card here because we don't know how this affected him in training. Forget about the fight. 
How did this affect him during training? Was he able to train 100% full blast like you need to train for a five-round championship fight? What if he wasn't able to do that? And so his preparation wasn't 100% and he comes into the fight not being 100% and we get a less than 100% performance. This is possible. And because of this, and I think it's a real danger here because you do not know what's going to happen with staff. If you had to ask me between he's going to be 100% or less than, I've got to go with less than. It's already been proven fighter after fighter after fighter that we know. And a lot of these guys hide this and we're like, man, this guy looks terrible. And then you come find out three weeks later, the guy had staff. But we've seen this, that more often than not, they do not perform up to their normal level. So in my opinion, this is a real danger for Adesanya. And I think it makes the fight much more winnable for Romero. Because if you're not firing on all your cylinders with Romero, he doesn't need a huge gap of a mistake to take this fight and take the title and a huge upset because most people are looking at this as like we were talking about Adesanya has just too many boxes checked where he has the advantage but you have to factor this in and so if you're betting this fight especially if you like Adesanya I think you have to take a close look at that without this I think you think Adesanya probably picks him apart probably has the cardio edge big time there wears him down and maybe gets a fourth or a fifth round stoppage because Romero is tough but you can only take so much and we've seen how he looks when he hits that cardio wall he's like a different fighter if Adesanya was able to have early success where he's touching him picking him apart moving around making Romero miss when he throws his flurries and then the cardio issue comes into play you could theoretically see how Adesanya could stop him now you can't see that for a lot of Romero opponents are going to be able to stop him but I could see and I see that's why the book have him favored to win inside at plus 125 and then he is um plus 165 by decision now most people would say well that's insane right Romero doesn't get stopped but like I said I just laid it out how it could happen it's just he's gonna wear him down uh Romero's gonna wear himself out with the cardio issues and that combination is gonna make him crumble that's not out of the realm of possibility whatsoever the issue here is is Adesanya gonna be 100% is he gonna be able to fight the way that everybody is expecting him to fight and what happens if he can't like, in my opinion, if he can't fight, like how we're capping the fight to be 100% Adesanya, 100% Romero, then this fight could be truly up in the air. And if you think the staff infection is that big of an issue, then I think the next best thing to look at is fight won't go to a decision. Currently, it's minus 160. It opened far, far higher than that at minus 215, which is kind of surprising again, because when you think of Romero, you think of that tough rock that's going nowhere. But again, when you break it down and you're looking at stylistically the advantages and the disadvantage, I could see how they came to that conclusion. So if if you think Adesanya could be potentially uh, damaged from this uh, staph infection, and it could have affected his training, and it may uh, affect his performance on fight night then I really do think the next best option here is looking at fight doesn't go to a decision for all those people that initially wanted to bet Adesanya wins inside I think you got to pivot here just to be safe I think you got to pivot he could come out perform like we expect fire on all cylinders blast Romero out four or five rounds and look great and do everything that we think he's going to do or he could come out flat and all of a sudden he's in a dogfight with Yoel Romero. And that is not a good place to be. So I think if you like Adesanya, but you have concerns 
about his health going into this fight, then look at the fight won't go to a decision, even though we know Romero's tough, even though we know it could take four or five rounds if Adesanya is right to get Romero out of there. I think when you're talking about the health issues of um, Adesanya and you're looking at stylistically that should favor Adesanya, I think you can make a real case that it's probably better to just take fight won't go to a decision and hope and pray somebody goes spark out. That's it for this episode of Fight Junkie. I will suck it to you tomorrow, baby. Fight Junkie out.